You are listening to the Photonic Therapy Podcast, episode number two. Welcome to the Photonic Therapy Podcast, where it's all about relieving pain and helping pets and their humans. Your host overcame fibromyalgia, knows exactly what pain and suffering is like and what to do about it. She is now on a mission to help all living beings find relief just as she did. Here is your host, Eva Serve. Hi and welcome. Today in this episode, I am going to talk about colic in horses. And that is because, well, on one side, colic is reason number one of deaths in horses of any age. And the other reason is because photonic therapy is mostly known under the horsey people, people with horses. And the last reason why I want to talk about colic in the second episode is because... I have intervened in at least, I don't know, 60, 70 cases of colic in horses. And, and I'll, I will tell you more about that at the end. But yes, it is a very important topic. So now, what is colic? Colic is a term used to describe a form of abdominal pain in, in this case, <laughs> we are talking about horses. Most of these colics are gastrointestinal in nature. But sometimes it's also possible that it's a result of a urinary and reproductive problems. And even some severe respiratory disease can present as a colic. But we will talk about that later on. Let's first talk about the signs of colic. Because knowing the signs is so important for anybody who has a horse because it will allow you to notice the changes in your horse behavior and allow you to intervene as soon as possible. I, for example, at the first sign that I see with any of the horses here, with the rescue horses here, I will already take my red light, go down and start torching them the standard points and the colic points. So what could be these signs? For example, a horse who always wants to go and lie down, who would be rolling, who doesn't want to eat. If he's standing up, he's holding his head down, he's like feeling depressed. A horse that is sweating, a horse that is stretching out. He can do stretching out, standing up as if he's going to urinate, but nothing is coming out. Or he could be laying down and then he would, for example, be stretching out his neck with his head really looking at the horizon, totally stretched out, which for me always has been a sign of being really in pain. They would also show, for example, their teeth. Uh, and so, like I said, they don't want to eat. They, even at standing, they're trying to kick or bite their belly, uh, the rolling down and so on. So these are all different signs of them having colic and those signs also variate depending of the severity of the colic and how long it has been going on. So my advice would always be as soon as you see one of these signs, make sure to check out your horse. So if you have a horse who's normally never lying down, 
and suddenly you see him outside and he is lying down and he's trying to roll, for example. Now, let's be honest, even me in my situations with the rescue horses that I've had, as soon as I see them going down, I will just go by and check. And as soon as I come close and they are getting up from themselves without me even asking, I know they are fine. But if they're laying down and they don't want to get up, then I am already starting to torch them, the colic points and the standard points. Now, let's uh, look at a few types of colic. Just to give you an idea, I I'm not going to talk about all of them because, I mean, there are so many colic types. I'm just going to enumerate what the University of Liverpool has said about it. As colic types, they talk about the spasmodic type, parasitic type, pedunculated lipoma, epiploic foramen entrapment, idiopathic focal eosinophilic enteritis, anterior enteritis, grass sickness, ileal impaction, tympanic colic, pelvic flexure impaction, left dorsal displacement, right dorsal displacement, vulvulus or a torsion of the large intestine, and sand impaction. Now, most of you will have heard about grass sickness that can give an, a sudden onset colic. In most cases, the cause is unknown, but there is also evidence that suggests that the Clostridium botulinum type C bacterial infection may be involved, mostly in the spring months. Or for those who have recently moved premises. Like, for example, when they are starting to come out full-time again on the fields uh, in around April and May. The spasmodic type of colic is one of the most common causes of colic seen in the general horse population. Exact cause is often unknown, but it has been associated with high levels of tapeworms. The prognosis is very good. And you can prevent future episodes by ensuring good management and parasite control. Another type of colic of which you have heard is sand impaction. Sand is accumulating in the large intestine of the horse. And this is more often or more common in geographical regions where the soil is more sandy in nature. It also depends on how the horses are eating. If they are eating the food on a sand arena. And it's also more common, for example, in the autumn months when the horses are no longer on grassy pastures and have to heat, for example, hay in a sandy environment. Not always, but in many occasions, surgical intervention will be needed to evacuate the sand from the intestine. And then another type of colic is when there is a torsion of the large intestine. This is one of the most severe forms of colic and they can be rapidly fatal. Once the large colon rotates around the base, it's going to cut off the blood supply. So in this case, the horse really needs an operation ASAP. The longer you wait, the less chance that the horse will survive this. So what do you do when you see your horse has colic symptoms? Step one, always call your veterinarian. 
It is imperative to call your vet when your horse is showing signs of any colicky behavior. Time can save him, time can kill him. It is of the essence to call your vet immediately. And while you are waiting for your vet to arrive, there are plenty of actions you can take to help your horse. First of all, check the vital signs. And that is because your vet is going to ask about them. So check the pulse, check the temperature, the capillary refill time, the mucous membranes, the fishes, the gut sound, and don't forget the pain level. How does he look? How much pain does he have? Is he already sweating? And so on. Then torch the colic points. They are mentioned in my free booklet that you can download from my website. And you will see that we are talking about bladder 20 and 21, conception vessel 12, stomach 25, governess vessel 1, stomach 2, large intestine 1, and stomach 45. In our booklet, we draw the point on the body of the horse where you have to put your red light. And we also explain to you how you can find these points. For example, stomach 45 is 12 o'clock on the coronary band of both rear hooves. And then you will see a red dot on the picture. After torching the colic points, you torch the standard points. The standard points, again, they are also mentioned in the same booklet. And you will torch these points, depending on the torch that you are using, you will torch them between 5 to 10 seconds per point. Then I would suggest that you make a video. Make a video of your horse immediately after torching him, because within minutes after torching him, his pain levels will decrease. But for the vet, it's really important to see how your horse was before you intervened, before you yourself started to lower his pain levels thanks to the pain relief that you are giving him with photonic therapy. And then you can prepare a document while you're waiting for the vet, you can prepare a document so you can inform the vet uh, of what's going on or what has been going on. Like for example, uh, has he had any colleagues before? So if yes, when did he have them? Uh, what's the age of your horse? Is he castrated or not? Has he had any urinary problems? Just make a list of everything that you can remember. Uh, also write down all the colleague signs that you saw when he defecated for the last time. Was he eating normally? Was he drinking normally? Or did he stop drinking and eating? Did you make any changes in, in the habits? Like for example, he used to be in a stable and now suddenly he's 24 hours a day on the fields eating grass. Or did he hurt himself and therefore was locked in a stable and therefore got stressed because he wasn't used of being locked in into a stable? If it's a mare, you always have to remember that when you are confronted with the low-grade colic in mares and fillies, you always have to suspect ovarian cysts. Now, thanks to the assessment that you can learn with us in, in our courses, you can test your mare to know if she has a problem with ovarian cysts. But that apart, it's important to know if it's a mare 
to think about these things. Just like it's important to know if you're, if it's a mare, if she's pregnant or if she just had a, had a fall. So all these things are important. What is the horse eating? When is he eating? How much is he eating? When have you dewormed your horse for the last time? What dewormer did you use? Uh, show him the history of the times you have been deworming your horse. So all these little things are important to know. Now, it's not so easy <laughs> during a podcast to try to explain how to take the vital signs of your horse. You can always go to Google, but I will try to explain uh, a few of them. Which vital signs should you check? Well, you have to check the pulse, temperature, capillary refill time, mucous membranes, the feces, and if you can, you can listen to the gut sound, and you should also look at the pain level. Now, let's take them one, one by one. So, you can, can measure the heart rate, because an elevated heart rate usually is a good indicator of pain. And pain also is an indicator of the severity of the colic. Therefore, it's important for you to know that a normal resting heart rate is around 34 to 40 beats per minute. Once the heart rate goes over 45 beats per minute, it is abnormal. And once it goes over 60 beats per minute, you are having a severe case here. To take the temperature of the horse, of course, you will need a temperature meter. Please, please, please make sure you are using a temperature meter with a little string at the end. Because you, will, you would not be the first one who puts a thermometer in the anus and suddenly that thermometer disappears. That could also be a reason why an operation is needed and you don't want that. So make sure that when you're taking the temperature of your horse, you have a temporary meter with a string on that you can put around your wrist. So when you put the temperature meter inside the anus, you can have a hold on it. And if something, if the, if the horse says, it cannot go into the intestines. Yes, this has happened before. Not to me. But we know it from experience. Now, what you need to know about the temperature, that for a horse, the normal temperature is always below 38.5 degrees Celsius. Above 39 degrees, it is abnormal. So take that into account. The third thing to check is the capillary refill time. To check the capillary refill time, you press on the gums in his mouth to blanch them and then you will see how long it takes when you take the pressure off how long it takes for the normal color to return the normal time would be less than two seconds it is abnormal as of two seconds and it is severe if it's more than three seconds then to check the mucous membranes normal membranes are pink when they are abnormal, they have the color of congested. And when there is a real problem, they will have a color brick red purple. Now, the mucous membrane color, moistness and the capillary refill time will tell us 
how your horse's hydration is going on, what's the status. And these are good indicators of the blood perfusion in your horse. So when everything is normal, it would, the gums would be pink, moist, with a capillary refill time of less than two seconds. To check the state of the feces, or the manure as it's also called, it's important to have a look at it. First of all, if everything is normal, it, you, he will defecate frequently and you will have little bombs formed, not too dry, not too wet. In an abnormal situation, he will not have defecated or is defecating a lot less. It could be too dry, would be one bowl and too dry, or he could have diarrhea. Or the other way around, in a severe case with colics, you could have to deal with a complete absence of fishes. To check the gut sound with your horse, which is mostly done by the vet, you can also do it by being just next to his belly and listening. And sometimes you will hear like and But I at home, I have myself a stethoscope that you will have seen doctors use on humans to listen to the lungs, for example. Uh, I have that in my house and I can just put that on and then put it uh, at uh, where the horse has his uh, intestines and just listen to it. The normal sound for the borborygmi is with four to five seconds of intervals. It is not normal anymore when there is an increased frequency, meaning it takes a longer time and also the intensity will be diminished. In a severe case of colics, the gut sound can be absent. Finally, what you can do yourself while you are waiting for the vet is to judge the pain level of the horse. Meaning, is he standing there quite normally just a bit depressed? Or are you having a horse that's lying on the ground stretching out with his neck, stretching out with his face, looking to the horizon where you can see his teeth, which is really a big sign of uh, pain. You could have a horse who is doing all that and at the same time is really sweating. Again, an increased sign of pain. So make sure that you take note of all that or you can also film it, make a short video and Take everything and use your voice recorder on your mobile phone to record all of this. Now, what happens next? While you are waiting for the vet, you have torched colic points with your red light and you have torched standard points. Now, how it's going to go further will all depend from which type of colic your horse has and how long he has been having colic signs. Meaning, if you intervene from the first possible colic sign that you see, your horse will have a lot better chance to come through this without many problems than when your horse has been laying there for hours suffering. Imagine that he would have a torsion, then if he has been laying there for hours, chances are not good that he will survive this. Then on the other hand, it also depends on what kind of colic it is to know what the possible result can be. So what now? You saw your horse is having colic signs, you have called the vet to come. 
you then have taken uh, the vital signs, you have torched with your red light the colic points and the standard points, and you have written everything down about the history of the horse, or you have made a short voice recording. What now? What can you do for your horse? Well, make sure that he can't hurt himself. Make sure that you put a head collar on so that the horse is available for the vet as soon as the vet will arrive. And then the only thing you can do is wait, wait and see. Now, what are signs that you are going to see? Within a few minutes of torching your horse, of course, depending on the type of colic that he has and how long this has been going on, the general sign is that you will see that your horse will start to relax as if the pain level is changing because you are giving him pain relief. Now, if this is a normal and simple colic, he will have to defecate within 15 minutes. Does that mean your horse is healed and you don't need your vet anymore? No. You need the vet and you need the vet to help your horse and also to discover why your horse is having a colic attack. But so, as I said before, after torching the colic points and the standard points, your horse needs to defecate within 15 minutes. If that is not the case, there are two possible reasons. First of all, you did not torch all the points or you did some points on another location instead of on the right location. So then my advice is while you're waiting for the vet, do the points again, the colleague points. Torch them again. Make sure to look at the pages or maybe you have the pages on your phone. Look at it well, read it well and make sure you torch the points at the correct location. Then again, I will say within 15 minutes, he has to defecate. Within minutes, you will also hear the gut sound. Now, in the other case, if you have done the colic points correctly and he is not defecating, that's the sign for you to put your horse in a trailer and to bring him to the hospital yourself ASCP. Because doing, torching the photonic therapy colic points correctly on your horse and there is nothing coming out, that is a major sign for a torsion. So then you don't even want to wait for the vet to arrive at your house. You want to put your horse in a trailer and bring him to the hospital ASCP because an operation will be needed. So at all times, you must remember that photonic therapy does not replace veterinary assistance. We do not make a diagnosis and we are not healing. Photonic therapy is about bringing balance in the body and bringing pain relief. So always, always, always call your vet immediately when you see that your horse is having colic signs. Now, to end this podcast, I just wanted to talk a bit about my experience with colic and photonic therapy. And over the years, in the last 10 years, I have, I don't know how many, but lots of them. Only already with the, all the horses that I saved myself, that I rescued, and who had major issues in the beginning, I have dealt with lots of uh, colic cases. And yes... 
I would call my vet. But sometimes it can take half an hour or two hours. Or for some of you who are living in the United States, you have to wait half a day before a vet can arrive at your place. You do not want to wait. You do not want to lose that time. And that's where photonic therapy can do miracles. Thanks to the pain relief that we can bring to the animal. So, I don't know, 50, 70, I don't know how many cases I've done, but I have done many. And in most of the time with those rescue horses, it had all to do with bacteria that they had. They, they hadn't been dewormed and so on. Also change of food because they were used to only eat salad and really dirt instead of getting hay and alfalfa and everything that I would give my horses. And, and other examples are, for example, when uh, stable owners see a horse with colics in their stable, they would call the vet and they would call me. And of course, the one who arrives first is the one who will start working on the horse. And up till now, it's always been me because I don't wait. Whenever I get a call for a colic situation, I just jump into my car and I drive up there. And I will start torching the colic points and the standard points on that animal. Until now, 10 years later, I have been able to take care of every single colic case. With an exception, once when I arrived, that horse was completely exhausted, lying there, completely wet, sweating. And they were not even able to lift him, the vet arrived, he got an injection uh, with pain relief and they could not even check him out because he was just lying there on the floor and didn't want to come up. Thanks to a little secret, I don't know if I should talk about that here, but anyways, well, why not? I had a conversation with the horse who explained me where it was hurting. And in his case, it was hurting at the side where humans, for example, have their appendix. And he was lying on his left side. So they were trying to pull him up onto his right side to get him up. Of course, because it was hurting there at the appendix location, he refused at all price to get up. After him telling me where he was having pain, I torched him at that location and... I asked the stable owner to help me and I just turned around by lifting the legs, me the front legs and the stable owner the hind legs. We moved the horse 180 degrees, meaning he would now be lying on his right side and could get up on the left side. So this all happened. And so even though they couldn't lift him with five people, after I did what I had to do, we couldn't, we, we couldn't get him up. Just the two of us. Or we were three, I think. So we got the horse up. We put him into a trailer. And we brought him immediately to the hospital. There, they couldn't really find out straight away what was going on. So they decided to operate him. They opened him. And they saw that he had an adherence in uh, his intestines. And, and that was the reason of uh, his colic. And of course, he got an operation. Now, that horse had already had colics five times previous. Every time his owner would go on holidays and would not come to visit him, he would get a colic attack. Luckily, I was always there when the, when the stable owner would call me and I would go there. 
and we've always been able to save him. After uh, all the problems, what we did do is we took some fishes and some hair of the horse and we've sent it to a clinic, a holistic clinic in the Netherlands. And they found out that he had a kind of mold into his, in his intestines. So he got some herbs and some holistic medication. And since that moment, he has not had any more colic attacks. Another example where phototherapy did help, but did not solve the problem, was with my own horse. My horse, Chicky Boy, in 2016, he had the, the symptoms of stretching, like he was going to pee, but uh, he wouldn't. And then he wanted to eat, and then he didn't want to eat. So I torched him, and then he would be better for a few hours, and then it would happen again. But these were symptoms he had never shown before. So it, it were, it are, it, it's colic signs, but it wasn't really a colic. It was more uh, belly pain that he was having and, and he was stretching. And so the vet did come. Of course, I called the vet and the vet did come. And he says, I have no idea what's going on because he's eating now. He's defecating. He's peeing. So everything is more or less the same. So I started to take videos of what was going on and filming the horse 24 hours a day and he had more of these little attacks so I would warn the vet and he said Eva if it gets worse call me again but right now just use your torch until it gets worse so I would do that and then the next day I repeated him I said something is going on I can relieve his pain but I know something is wrong inside of him so they came and they took him to the hospital because they wanted to do some echoes and to do it with uh, an interval of a few hours, so Chicky Boy had to be at the hospital. And so they saw that he had a mass at his intestines on the side, on the left side. I could tell them exactly where the problem was. And when they would look with the echo, they saw a mass. So a few hours later, they would do a new echo, and it was still at the same spot. So they had really no clue of what was going on. One moment he wanted to eat, the other moment he didn't want to eat. One moment he's stretching, the other moment he's not stretching. So they said, well, listen, Eva, the next day, we have no other choice. We need to open him up. We need to open him up to see what's going on there because that mass is not moving, which is not normal. I refused at that moment because I knew what was going to happen because I have a really, well, my intuition told me what was going to happen. So I said, no, I'm taking my horse home. I want him to be one more day with me at home, doing what he wants to do and saying goodbye to the other horses. Because I had a few uh, rescue horses still here and my horse, Chicky Boy, was the leader that was my horse from 2004. It was the leader and was also the boss. <laughs> and I wanted him to have time to say goodbye. I'm sorry. So Chicky Boy spent the last night here. And the next morning, I had promised them I would bring him back. I had to bring him back. We had to open him to see what was going on. So we brought him back. He was put under anesthesia. They opened him up and they saw that he had an abscess that was connected to his intestine and connected to his belly side. And instead of lifting the abscess, cutting it out and taking it out, the abscess bursted 
in the surgeon's hand. And so the bacteria would be in the whole belly. And they had to put him down. I hope your horse will never have it. In the end, Chicky Boy didn't have colic. He just had a, an abscess in his belly, but he had belly pain showing uh, colic signs. And yeah, I've never lost a horse to colic. I've always been able to intervene and to help and to assist, but I've always called my vets too. That's it for today. Bye-bye. <laughs>